Good evening and welcome to Shed Sessions. I'm, I've got goosebumps already. You haven't even played the first chord. And I'm so thrilled to welcome Tim and James from Canada into the shed. What's in your shed? What's in your shed? Pictures and treasures and the books that we read. What's in your shed? What's in your shed? I can't believe I'm actually saying this. I'm a massive fan. And yeah, it's, it's just another one of those very, very exciting moments. How are you both? Very well. How are you? Yeah, good. I, I'm, I'm good, thank you. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I've had a really wonderful day just thinking about this evening and what it's going to be like and if it's actually real. And <laughs> I believe it is. It's materialized. It is happening. And uh, I've been busy. I've been... I went to a friend's house to pick up some firewood. He's lucky enough to live out in the Cotswolds. He helps out on a bigger property. Uh, he's like the groundsman for, for this place. And he's got lots of wood that he chops down from the, the woodland area they've got. And every now and then I go up there and get some firewood, which is nice. So I had a, a lovely drive through the Cotswolds and the sun was setting and it was a beautiful day today. There was some really dark and brooding clouds and then the sunshine on the one side and signs of spring. I always say this, but there's lots of crocuses and snowdrops. And I saw some cheeky daffodils. I thought <laughs> it was a bit early for those. <laughs> and there's a lot of snowdrops at the moment. I don't know if you've noticed them. And I was thinking about snowdrops and what a perfect name it is for that flower because... When they're covered in snow, they they just look like they belong in the snow. Mm. And I suppose that's why it got the name Snowdrop. And then it got me thinking about creatures or living things that are named because they're so perfect for that surrounding, like a mountain lion or a snow leopard or a fish eagle. You know, those eagles, how they catch fish. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I was thinking about people. And if they ever get called something like that, like, uh, I, I suppose if you're a gladiator or something mm. like that, you'd be called like the mountain man or something, mm. I don't know. But, but I was looking at those beautiful flowers and thinking, that's so lovely that we get to see those things in their natural habitat or natural environment. And it's certainly uplifting from a dark cold winter. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. So yeah, that, that, that's what I've been up to. And, um, now to f to finish the day off with wonderful music is is just such a treat, and oh yeah, I forgot one other thing. I always talk about the raspberries that I have just outside the front of the shed, and Andy, who's here doing the photography, and Ian are both grinning because I haven't spoken about them in a while because they're just twigs at the moment. Mm. But today I saw tiny little buds, <laughs> and there's a little signs of green coming out. <laughs> So I've got to go out there and trim the tops off, but I think we're going to have a good crop again, and it's a shame you've missed out. Maybe yeah. you can come back again. Oh, we'd love to. Yeah, we'd you love can to. Have, a, have a go at those. <laughs> but yeah, guys, thank you so much for thank coming, you. and it is an absolute treat to have a stripped-down version of Canada here performing acoustically, semi-acoustically, I suppose, but it's it's a sound I'm so excited to hear. I've been listening to your albums, and... I've just been thinking, how lucky are we to be able to 
hear these songs in such a different way and it's very exciting so yeah thank you so well, much thank you yeah we're excited to be here too been very excited about this for a couple of more well, we've lined up a few months now haven't we i've been very excited to come been, oh, yeah th thank you it it's means honor. such a lot i i always think the bands that come here are just so great and i was saying to joe inside i, I just feel like they're always so much more talented than me. And I wasn't fishing for compliments or anything. I was just like, how, how does this happen? And then I stood, I stood back and I said, no, I need to think that obviously they enjoy it and, you know, it's going to be fun and I've just got to accept that it's happening. It's real. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, re it really is special hearing that. So thank you. Thanks a lot. Welcome. So is it time for music now? Oh, yeah, oh, please. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So this is a uh, this is a new one, isn't it? It's yeah. one we've just been doing in the studio, so we're going to throw in a few new ones tonight. So I think the first some of the first time we're playing them, so it's going to be fun. This one's called "Slide Off the Earth."
That is exceptional. It's beautiful. What a tune. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> and, and that's coming off your first or your new album. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, we've just been in the studio with um, Chris Barker from Willie J. Healy's band and Premium Leisure doing that one. Um, the minute we wrote it, we just knew we wanted that real like dead drum sound they use, like all the muted drums and muted bass. And we just knew that he was the guy. So we just went down to London with Casper and Chris from Willie's band and did that one. It was really productive, fun sessions. Yeah, it's a great tune. I, I'm so looking forward to your new album, and I've I've listened to your first album, Canadia, which you released in March 2019. Yeah, yeah. And then followed by June, uh, the album called June, and you released that in December 2022. And I I sent you an email a while back and said, can can you bring uh, June? Because I'd like to purchase a copy of it. And then after I'd sent it, I listened to Canadia more. And I thought, like, oh, <laughs> I love them both. I should have <laughs> said both. Um, but luckily, uh, both have arrived. Yeah. And I, I, I just feel so lucky to, to have those on, on vinyl. It's just, it is my favorite format. I love cassettes and I love CDs. Yeah. I don't like MP3 that much although it's quite convenient to listen to the digital stuff like on Spotify and so yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But it's nice to have those physical copies. I'm going to need to get you to autograph those in a bit. Of course. If you yeah, yeah. But it's a shame <laughs> the rest of the band aren't here to yeah. do it, but we'll, we'll, we'll chat about yeah, your, yeah. your band in, in a bit. <laughs> but, yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about the new album? You don't have to give too much away yeah, if you yeah. don't want to. No, it's fine. Um, it's... It's, yeah, it's like we've got a lot in our minds. I think we've kind of turned a bit of a corner with the sound. And um, I think it's kind of spanned from like lockdown through till now. And I think we've got about like 20 songs in the works. So we're almost, we're debating the idea of actually making two albums and releasing them a year apart. So we're kind of tackling the sessions like as one big unit. We're definitely prioritising the first 12, which are like the mm. ones that we've been gravitating towards at the shows and stuff. So, but yeah, there's like lots of, um, I don't know. It feels a bit more introspective, doesn't it? Wouldn't you say, Tim? Yeah. Like yeah, I think so. Piano, lots of piano tracks. Piano, a bit more synthy, maybe mm -hmm. synth based. Yeah. More space in the music at times, but there's still those moments that people have come to know us for. I think like the big wall of sound stuff that we're known for. But yeah, there's <laughs> it's it's definitely a, a task trying to categorize the songs, what what complements what and what doesn't. So we've actually been in the studio with Ian. Davenport, who works with Gaz Coombs and everything down in Sutton Courtney, and he's really great. So we tried him out for the first time too, and um, had great sessions down there. And uh, we're we're thinking about putting a little EP out of some songs that feel like they're great songs that we've gigged in the past, but they've ended up in this kind of nowhere land. So we don't want to call them B sides, but they kind of feel like they could have been on the last album, but they we just I don't know why it wasn't that we we just I think they just kind of fell out of favor for a while. Yeah, so, we yeah. we just went off them for a bit, didn't we? But yeah. we kind of we rejigged them and we started playing them again in the studio, and they sound great. And then yeah. when we recorded them with Ian, 
just brought brought them back to life, didn't yeah, it? And that's yeah, yeah. So it's been fun. It's been really <laughs> fun. We're busy. <laughs> it sounds like it, and I'm really intrigued by those songs you're talking about. I've got a Sonic Youth album called Destroyed Room, and it's called well Destroyed Room B sides and rarities, and it's turned into one of my favourite. Mm albums for some reason i mean i love all the albums but there's something special about those songs that are kind of left behind and i always have this toy story analogy where you think they're living things and they've been waiting for this moment to be mm. brought back into the room and yeah. to be given attention and played with i suppose yeah. and wow that is exciting and to have enough music to perhaps release two albums in close succession that's wonderful that's yeah. the plan that's the plan we anyway yeah like there's so it's, it's this weird thing i feel like we've gone through this thing over the years haven't we writing like where a lot of it will start off like in my my music room and it gets run through the filter of the band and i think that's always great like it goes off in these big rock directions but i think there's been tracks over the years i would wouldn't you say tim where like they started off quite small and we've naturally always just in our in our excited youth, turned them into these big <laughs> creations. And I think in this album, we're making more of a conscious effort to sometimes try and stay more true to how they began. Yeah. Keep some of the intimacy and the idea and stuff and not go full, 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 out. full on every time. Like, because it's something we do and it works, but, you know, we want to develop, I think. And it, yeah, show a bit of a mature side, I guess, yeah, to the music yeah. and work on the arrangements and really, yeah, think about what we're doing. Because we do, when James brings in ideas to the studio, like into the practice rooms, we we get excited by him mm -hmm. and then we play you know full full on on a kit <laughs> james is on the electric we just like blast them out and then the intricacies maybe get a bit lost yeah yeah and I, or or failing that it's always that the heavier ideas are more straightforward because that's our comfort zone mm -hmm. so they end up being realized and then all the ideas that aren't just fall by the wayside and then never really come to fruition so it, we're i think this time we're kind of going let's let's focus on those ideas and mm -hmm. get them to where we can get them because yeah. we, we know they're good at heart i think like we know that they're yeah. they're, they're interesting to us i think because it's new territory so yeah that's where we're at <laughs> <laughs> i get a strong sense of ease comfort not comfort because that's sometimes the wrong word but it just sounds like you're really happy and you're in very a very good place mm -hmm. with your music I, I i can just feel that i feel like perhaps one of those fortune tellers, you know, when they go, I can sense this. I can sense. But um, I really do feel that energy. And through this opening song, it's, it, it is very, very brilliant. <laughs> love it, <laughs> love you, it. Yeah. And I'm sure your, your fans and you yourselves will be really pleased when you can share it. Oh, we're, we're really excited, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're in the process of getting mixed now and... Yeah, we can't wait we to just got release the desk mix off. Yeah, we got a desk mix and we're like, whoa. We're like, this is like, this sounds done. And there's like, there's not really been anything done to it yet. And it's just, it's, I think it's, it bodes well with the song because you go, if it hasn't even been really looked into yet, like, there's no like real processing done to the instruments yet. And it just sounds like it's all sitting really well. So yes. I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> That's excellent. Can you tell us what it's called well album? one of them is the one we just played side of the earth um oh, but th uh, sorry the the title of the album uh oh is that going to be the the name of the album no 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 uh, we, we don't actually have a name no yeah we're no, not really okay. we're not really at that stage we're just kind of yeah just we've got like some song titles we've got so we're really bad for having working titles for like years on end until we've released them it's like yeah. sometimes two weeks before release and i'm like 
Oh, we just got to make names. It's not, <laughs> it's not my favourite. Sometimes names come to you and sometimes they don't. Yeah. Sometimes I find it really hard to name our songs, but <laughs> get there in the end. Yeah, they'll, they'll <laughs> arrive. And it's like some people won't have a name for their unborn child until mm. they're born and then well, they'll have an idea, but sometimes it just changes when yeah. it comes when it's there in the uh -huh, world yeah, and then you can yeah. decide. But I like Canadia. That's your, what, what do you call your first album? What's the eponymous? What's that? I'm looking over at Ian. It's eponymous. eponymous is that yeah. the first one? Wow. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Canadia is cool with a K, capital <laughs> K. I love yeah. that. And then June. Perfect. I don't even really want to know why, but I know there's a song called June. Mm -hmm. You don't have to tell me unless you want to, but it's just it's just nice. I love yeah. those titles. So I was yeah. interested to hear what was coming next. Yeah, no, the, the, uh, I will tell you about June. June's named after my um, my nan, who um, she. I had this song for years. I had this weird idea. I had this song from about 2011, the song June, and I couldn't finish it. And it was. And I used to live in Ilfracombe in Devon, and I was writing that song for years. And it always felt like it was more ahead of where I was at musically. So I didn't really know what to do with it, and I was viewing it all weirdly and then in 2019 she passed away and on that I think her death triggered me to finish the song and it brought back all of these weird it, it made me quite emotional because it was obviously I was grieving at that time and I was very close to my own because I literally grew up over the road from her and um it was really I don't it felt like it was connected and I I thought because I finished that song it was symbolic that I was writing that song for like almost a decade over the road from her and I couldn't finish it and I'd see her on a daily basis and then her death like urged that song to be finished so I'd named it after her and then I thought I think that's a good name for the album too it just felt like symbolic so that's yeah it was um just one of them weird things you can't really explain you know it just feels right just feels right at the time. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing no, that. No I didn't worries. want to like. Sometimes you don't want to ask artists why is your band called that or mm -hmm. why is it your song called that, and it's it's just so lovely that you shared that. And I'll listen to it again oh. and think of that. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> I'm so ready for another song.
It's, it's just so much fun being in the shed <laughs> and listening to that, like a, a private show. And I know we're going to share this hopefully with lots of people, but <laughs> being in the room, listening to your music is so invigorating. And I could actually feel the sound all around. It's filling the space and it's warm and it's rich and it's it's just a, a beautiful moment. Thank I love you. it so much. Thank you. Thank you. What a tune. Wow. Yeah, that's, play, yeah, that's another new one that we've just been doing. Um, yep, yeah, I think... Is that it for newbies? I don't even know. But yeah, that's another one we're really excited about. That was uh, the first one we've written since Ev joined the band, and it just felt like such a good moment to have him have his input on that track. It just felt like that was a new thing for us. Mm -hmm. Really, really enjoy that one, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can yeah. tell. Wow. How does it feel playing a song like that, just giving it <coughs> life and wings and oh. it's free and... Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's a great feeling. Yeah, mm -hmm. that one live is because obviously I'm on the cajun this evening, but play it live. I'm all on the the toms, like the floor toms, and it's really, you know, obviously it just starts off quite quite softly, like James and the guitar and singing, and then the drums and everything mm -hmm. just comes in. It's quite a, mm -hmm. a big kind of drop, I suppose, and it's just yeah, great, great to play. A lot of yeah. energy in it, I think. Yeah, the rhythms in it are quite. <coughs> good, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got the bass drum kind of just goes through, like with the tambourine. That's just the bass drums all the way through, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, yeah, it's just good fun. Wow, yeah, I can imagine <laughs> that with the bass drum just kicking out. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. If you're at the front, <laughs> you can feel that. I'll stick my head right in front of that. <laughs> Love the bass. Wow, that's so cool. And you mentioned Everton, and mm. Everton's your bass player, and uh, Melissa is on synth and keys. A bit of vocals. No, Mel doesn't no. do vocals. We, we, she's definitely tried it in the past in the practice room, but none of it's ever 
None of the guys have ever really wanted to take it to the... You've been the closest. Scary. Being close, but never <laughs> crossed into actually being able to do the backing vocals. We almost vocals. did once. One Jericho gig, you worked really hard on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You said, I don't want to do oh, that. No, I, find, I find it terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, well, I'm, well, I've actually got a mic now. I could just break <laughs> into song, couldn't I? Go for it. But um, no, we did a little bit in the sessions we were saying earlier, like Ian, yeah. Ian's sessions, and um, me and Ev had a go at the backing vocals. Ev actually went first and near then. It's, I don't know, it's something that I would like to improve, well, get better and maybe one day be able to do it. But I find the drums is just, I'm happy, comfortable with the drums. <laughs> and, you know, you know it's, uh, it's, it's something I can get around to at some point. But <laughs> it, would, it would be lovely. It would be good, but, yeah. But yeah, we'll get there in the end. We'll get there. Yeah. I think you guys, well, you, they actually did, they've done some PVs now on a, on a track. And yes. they're on the track, so that's we the actually, It's on the track, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Oh, My very good. Recorded. It was good enough, in, so yeah. that is... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always love seeing how multi-talented bands are and last night I went to a thing in Oxford it's called Beam Me Up and they mm. do like a day of gigs all around or between the Bullingdon and the O2 and then upstairs there's one venue and then downstairs at the front the other one and Ian actually played there last night well done Ian <laughs> and uh, I, w I watched bands there and there was a band it hasn't been named yet, Johnny Payne. And I think it was billed as Johnny Payne and the Thunder, but it wasn't. And he said they're still thinking of a name. And he had a drummer, George Purnell, mm -hmm. and his bass guitarist fell ill. So the guitarist is this guy called Mark. He does OX4 pickups. Oh, okay. And I, I hadn't realized he would be there. And he's, he's a friend of mine. Like, oh. I know him quite well. Wow. And we always have a laugh about Dinosaur Jr. because he knows I'm nuts about them. And he, he kind of, he makes me talk about them more. And I can just see him grinning because he, he kind of draws <laughs> me in. And I know what he's doing. But because their bass player was ill, then Mark just played bass. And then they had one less guitar. So yeah. he doesn't normally play bass. Yeah. And I've seen it quite a lot, how bands people can do different things mm -hmm. and then yeah, yeah. and then the drummer may sing a bit i'm like wow that's cool yeah, yeah it's so mm -hmm. good to yeah. hear it's great it's um it's definitely uh i think we're we're quite um we like we're a very rehearsed band aren't we i think yeah, we, yeah. I, I do admire that about a lot of the bands in oxford they're very versatile they can be like on the spot and like someone's just dropped out and then like at the day of the gig they'll just get someone in they're like what are the tunes whereas we're quite like we get our heads down like we're rehearsing this we're trying to get we're actually trying to improve of that we were quite mm. relaxed about these sessions we, we really care about them but we only did the one rehearsal for them and we were like it's all the time allowed and we thought let's not stress let's go in a bit more relaxed and just yeah. don't become so about everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we've been practicing at Glasshouse what 7 to 11 for <sighs> that's seven, seven years seven years we've stuck years. to it yeah I mean yeah yeah that's we kind of like working that way I suppose yeah <laughs> each to their own yeah. <laughs> well it's good you're learning along the way and you, yeah. you're being flexible and interested in other things I remember when I was a teacher I used to say to students uh, the test is tomorrow but if you haven't revised properly yet don't cram it just get an early night watch telly just chill because it's better if you arrive and you're calm and you're relaxed and that cramming and stuff mm. doesn't really help and I was doing that with these sessions in the early ones. I was doing loads of planning and research, and I still do quite a bit. But when I get to a point 
quite close to when we're going to record and I haven't got to where I wanted to be, I just step back and go, okay, this is how it's got to be mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. going and, yeah. and do yeah. it. And I'm finding it a lot easier or better. It's just a nice way of creating, I think. Mm-hmm. Just l- leaving stuff that you can't change, you can't do anything about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there is definitely elements of that, isn't there? Mm-hmm. In, in what, what we all do. It's, uh, it can be scary. I think it's, uh, it's something you learn as you get older. You start to trust other people more and just like realize that you know things will be okay and let people do their thing and like engineers will do the engineering and producers can produce and you don't have to take care of everything and lord over every bit of the process because you uh, it's only because you want the best results i think but yeah it's sometimes it pays to just step back a bit and just be like people people have their own skills and let them do it and you stick Mm. to what you you do and (laughs) make the roles for everybody i think yeah for sure that sounds good and so you mentioned uh so you've the, the other your other bandmates it would have been lovely to have them with you here but the the space in the shed isn't that big we would have made a plan <laughs> we could have gone here mel could have been here <coughs> Ev, over there uh, behind the tv <laughs> or something <laughs> next time next, <laughs> time next time yeah <laughs> but yeah we we miss them and it would have been nice to see them but we knew it was it was going to be you guys and it sounds really full, even just the two of you, but can you imagine with the keys and everything? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Can't have everything, but yeah, this is, this is wonderful. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for another tune.
That is, it's just exceptional. I love it so much. And these tunes open up the sky for me. That song in particular just just clears the air. It's really vast and it picks up a huge landscape in my mind. And I just love that. Like today driving, I could see as the clouds cleared, the, the sky and everything looks bigger and there's mm -hmm. more space. And your songs, especially that one, just does that to me. It just opens up the possibilities and they're dreamy and bold and beautiful, oh. stunning. Thank you. Love it so Thank much. You. I agree. I write a lot a lot of the time my, where I'm in my music room writing. I could I am like low down at the desk and like all I can see is the sky and I often like just look at the sky when I'm writing and I, I get the same kind of imagery. That's like where a lot of it does come from, just looking at like clouds rolling and stuff and like landscapes. I love it when the starlings come over this time of year and we get the big what they call murmurations and that's amazing. I loved that last year in particular. They're not really here this year, which is a shame. But last year they were incredible over Ensham. They were just thousands of them. And it's like really cool to play like music whilst that's going on out the window. <laughs> it's an experience. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And for example, June, the album cover has mm. beautifully drawn or created. You've got that like mountain, it looks like. And mm. You found that one, didn't you? Yeah, that was, um, I got in touch with a, photographer because we were looking for imagery for the the album and it's a photographer um i'm going to forget wolfgang wolfgang yeah. peterson i think um so he gave us the permission to use use his his photography um so that it is i'm not sure what mountain it is but yeah he's in germany Ger uh, he was a german photographer yeah. i think he said it was just down in like bavaria or somewhere like that but he was like 
he's like really just chilled. He's not like some big known thing. No, we we no. said what we were doing with it, and he was just like, yeah, don't worry about it. And we were like, do you want to yeah. pay him for it or anything? And he was just like, no, I'm happy for you to use it. Oh, it's really chilled. <laughs> it fits the music so well, and you can see the clouds on there and the big sky and the big mountains. <laughs> and yeah, I love it. I love, <laughs> I've been lucky enough to, to have driven in the United States or my wife and I drove across from uh, San Francisco all the way to New York. And wow. <laughs> we actually went th from San Francisco to Las Vegas and then drove north on the I-15 to Idaho where my brother lives and then Montana, Wyoming. And then we turned right or went east mm. <laughs> and went um, Nebraska, Ohio, wow. and all of those. And I... I did most of the driving and Joe slept quite a bit, <laughs> <laughs> but I just looked at the sky the yeah. whole time, big open plains. And mm, yeah. I love how your music takes me there. It takes me to those big spaces. I oh, love it so it's, much. Yeah, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because I think we, we both like traveling and I actually listen to music and get inspired yeah. when I'm traveling. And that's like journeys, I think, you know, mm -hmm. for, for me, I do probably most of my listening to music in like, I don't know, yeah, like in, on, a, on the road or something. You know, and you do feel quite inspired when, you, when you're traveling, I think. It's a dream, isn't it? Traveling and music. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I think we've both tried to do of our whole life. Just, you know, when we're like 21, just music, 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 run away for like six months, come back, music, 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 just keep doing that stuff. I think I'm getting itchy feet. I'm going to have to do it again soon, I think. But yeah. <laughs> music will come back. But, <laughs> but I, I, I wanted exactly what you just did, but the other way. Oh, I want to mm. go from New York and drive to um, LA, but like it's, it's brought for choice in America, <laughs> isn't it? There's so much. Mm. Just like all the states, you're just like, I don't know where to go. But maybe next year, but maybe after the album. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> wow, a nice little tour of the United States. <laughs> I'm going to have to say something about your Fender Telecaster mm. custom. It's a beauty, the black lacquer on there. And <laughs> I've got this thing about the stock. Is that the the end of the the guitar? Is that mm -hmm. the stock? Yeah, yeah. The the shape of the fender. It's so cute, isn't it? It's like a little I like always, curve. Yeah. It's, it's nice. They cut them quite strange on the telly, don't they? It's nice. Yeah. 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 It's a nice guitar. I um, I because I, I've used these kind of Epiphone like semi acoustic ones for years, and they're great. But I started to kind of on the recordings use a lot of these kind of like cutting sounds on the back and. Uh, but then I need the need both, so I thought this guitar was a great compromise because you've got like the humbucker that replicates that kind of sound with the telly shrilly kind of sharp distortion sound. So yeah, it's a. But I took a complete risk on it. Everyone was like, "Did you uh, did you try it out before you buy it?" I was like, "No." Mm. I like just like you. Know, I liked I liked the look of it. I was just yeah. like, "I just buy it online." It looks cool. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> but the sound when I wasn't aware you were playing it because I was I had my eyes closed and then I opened my eyes and I thought I know that sound. Mm. And I can hear it in, in bands, and I listen to loads of KEXP mm. stuff on YouTube, and <clears throat> I, I like seeing the artists in sessions there, and I always see their guitars, and then I can hear that Fender. I can, mm -hmm. I, I can tell. Yeah. When I looked mm. up, I love that sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good sound. I love KEXP as well. It's, it's cool. It'd be a dream to go on that show. <laughs> Cheryl Waters is my yeah. favorite. Love yeah. her. The best questions. Like, I've always thought, like, most radio shows, it's just kind of the same generic questions, but I always really love the way they interview on that show. It's so, like, like yourself, they really love the music and they really have, like, done their... They do it for the love of it, and I think they've done their research on the artists that they have on the show. It's, it's great. Yeah, it's a favourite of mine. makes a big difference. I Like like you said, oh, I hate I hate it when people just... So many people just go, how did you get your name? How did you get... And it's the same, what's your favourite this? What's your favourite... It's, it's <laughs> nice to have, like, good questions about what you do, you know, and... 
makes a difference. It's more fun to answer those kind of questions yeah. for sure. Mm. Oh, good, good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you like KXB too. Oh, it's yeah. very cool. <laughs> you could go visit that. That's in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to go there. They could have you on that show. Wow. Imagine. We've tried. Well, think, cool. We've applied to that show so many times just for airplay, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's quite hard it's, to get yeah, on. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. They're elite, and just Great be positive. Mm. Yeah. Be there. One day, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, that's the one to go for. Yeah, that would be wonderful if we could hear another yeah. another tune. This is one you should know now, actually.
Cheers. And that, that, is, that is one we've heard before. Oh, what yeah. a beauty, what <laughs> a beauty, wow. Um, it's, I, I just can't believe the fullness of the sound, even though we're stripped back and it's just, you know, the setup you've got here is great. How did you plan your setup by, you know, have you done this before? We've dabbled in it a little bit, haven't we, over, over the years? Um, I don't know. It's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because when you, normally you'd think like it would all be on the acoustic guitar, but I think, because like you say, our music's quite expansive. We just find like the reverb on the guitar and the vocal just helps fill the void. And we were going to try and actually implement the band more into the strip back thing, but I think because of time restrictions, yeah, we went back to this, didn't we? And it, yeah. I don't know how we stumbled upon this in the beginning. No, we just we have done this setup a few times before, haven't yeah. we? It seems to we did some live sessions during the June thing that we just did ourselves at Glasshouse, and it seemed to work quite nicely because I think in the beginning we had like electric bass in here as well, but feel then it becomes this weird kind of hybrid thing where it's not it doesn't feel as stripped back once you start putting the bass in, it starts to mm. feel a bit more like a weedy version of what we do. <laughs> Whereas when you <laughs> remove the other instruments, you kind of go, okay, it's stripped back a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> And you asked me recently if I had any requests mm. and uh, I, it was just so hard to choose and I, I gave three titles and I asked if you wouldn't mind playing some of your new stuff which you've graciously <laughs> shared with us and I was so thrilled to be asked and I remember seeing Pearl Jam in London in I think it was 2000, year in, in 2000 and Eddie Vedder said on stage that he was in the Borderline, which is a bar near the Wembley Arena. And he met someone there and he said something about the person and they requested a song. I think it was Better Man they may have chosen. And then I started thinking, imagine I was in that bar. Mm. And at the time, the band were in there or Eddie Vedder was in there. And I've always had this fantasy of being able to put forward my request. And I saw uh, Dinosaur Junior in Stuttgart. I went there for my 40th. Joe said, like, what do you want to do? And I was like, yeah, I want to go. And I went on my own. I got a flight over to Stuttgart wow. and went, stayed in a hotel and arrived early and just wandered around, checked out the venue. And I had these thoughts. Imagine I were to see the band. And I mean, this story is not going to end with me saying I met them and stuff, <laughs> sadly. But then the gig was really quite empty and they were supported by a band called Perling Hiss which happens to be a favorite band of a friend of mine oh, wow. or the guy who collected wood from today oh, okay. and I didn't know they were supporting and on the merch table they had like Perling Hiss cassettes and stuff and I phoned up my, my mate and I said they've got Perling Hiss here and um, he said well they're probably supporting and I said oh yeah, I guess they are <laughs> but anyway that's another story but I, so I watched Dinosaur Junior and there was loads of space. I could wander up to the front. And at the end, uh, Jay Maskus said, like, any requests? Does anyone want anything to play? And I froze. And I didn't know what to say. And, mm. and I didn't get to, like, call out what I, what I wanted. Mm. And it would have been Almost Ready. The song is called Almost Ready. Off, I think the album might be called that too. I'm not sure. Um, and... Yeah, I didn't get to say what I wanted. I was just, it was too much for me. And yeah. and I received your email and I thought, wow, this is, this is quite <laughs> cool. So I've got this little thing I want to try. It comes from a favorite book of mine. Oh, it was a, it's my kid's book and it's called uh, Would You Rather? And it's a lovely little picture book by John Burningham. And I'll give you an example of of what 
he writes. I mean, I'll just randomly open it up here. It said, would you rather an elephant drank your bath water, an eagle stole your dinner, a pig tried on your clothes, or a hippo slept in your bed? And can you imagine when you're reading this with someone, your, my kids, and then they just look and they go, oh yeah, I'd, I'd like to have a hippo <laughs> sleep in my bed. <laughs> and it's just wonderful. It just takes you somewhere yeah. else. So I asked the family to come up with their own would you rather's for both of you. Oh, okay. So we'll see. Right. We'll okay. try to try those out. <laughs> nice. Okay, the first one. <laughs> uh, let's see. Would you rather have band practice in a treehouse, a basement, or a hot air balloon? I've been in a basement, I'd say a treehouse personally. Treehouse would be cool. Yeah. 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 Hot air balloon, I think, might be quite difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Good for a music video. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I, I saw would be. That is a, yeah, it would be, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a roundabout just up the road here that there's daffodils come out. They're not out yet, but there's some nice green grass, and then you've got some cruddy old power substation next to it and some horrible fence. Mm. And then some really nice semi-detached houses, 1930s style. And I imagined having a band on that roundabout, just like as a music video mm. thing. Yeah. You can get the view down the hill. Anyway, yeah, that's that's cool. Okay, a treehouse. I think, yeah, we'd like yeah. treehouse. Yeah, treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's another one. Um, would you rather a scavenger... Oh, I'll start that again. Would you rather a scavenger hunt... A bargain hunt or a treasure hunt? Mm, what do you think? Treasure hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Want to go find some treasure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very <laughs> yeah, cool. Easter's yeah. coming. Yeah, Easter. Yeah. But I like bargain hunts too. You like bargain hunts? I'm quite. I'm quite weird. Like I. Uh, but just before Christmas, I was actually shopping for <laughs> Christmas presents, and we we're in Woodstock, which is not somewhere I'd traditionally go. Me and my girlfriend have gone to the pub. And I went in, she just ran in with me, let's go in the shop. We had no idea what it was. And it was this antique shop, but like a really high-end one. Selling all this amazing stuff, like chests that were made in like the 15th century. And I, I couldn't believe you could buy these things. I thought they'd all be in museums, you know, because the craftsmanship on it and how old it is. They had like tapestries on the back wall that were like 800 years old and stuff. You could just buy it. And I was like, I can't afford anything in here because I'm broke. One, one guy went in and just went, how much is the tapestry? It's like £16,000. He was like, oh, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> like, well, that'd be nice. I, I, but I did get a little Roman dice. I, I, sp I spent 60 quid on it, but I couldn't believe it. For £60, I could own something that was like probably like 2,000 years old, a bone dice. And I, could, and I said to him, has it been like um, restored? And he was like, no. He, and I couldn't, but the detail on it was incredible. And I'm just amazed that you can like own that. And yeah. have it in your hand and just like, I, I look after it. I don't want to ruin it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. So I might go bargain hunt, but that's slash treasure hunt because it's okay. kind of, I like a, is it a treasure and a bargain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, I love the story about the dice. That's incredible. And I should have bought it. <laughs> a, little, a little portal into a different time, yeah. a different yeah. place. You feel like you have a responsibility to look after it. There's magic in that. Yeah. Wow. That's where you, cool. Where are you storing them in? Just in I, the I got it in like a little. I got it in a plastic bag, and I've shoved yeah. it in like a wooden little like keepsake box. So okay. it's like kind of not not getting handled at all or anything. Not like got sweat on it or anything like that. Yeah. You know, two thousand years old. I don't want to be the yeah. one that wrecks it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final one is: 
Would you rather play a bass guitar, electric guitar, or acoustic guitar? Ooh, bass guitar, electric, or acoustic. What, competently? Or <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, have any more I detail. Think, I think electric would be cool. Yeah, I like the electric guitar. If, if I could learn one of those and be good at it, probably electric, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I don't know for myself. I mean, you I play all th- all I, I, I like playing, I'd say, the bass, only because it's the one I don't play so much. But when I do play, it's really fun. But but yeah, oh, naturally, I think I've kind of answered it because I do play the electric <laughs> but, but yeah. And finally, my one is, would you rather skydive, scuba dive, or stage dive? I've done two out of those three. Have you? I've done skydiving Have and you? I've scuba dived. And I'm about to stage dive right now! <laughs> <laughs> Wait a so second. It would have to be stage dive because wow. I've done the other two. Oh. I'm quite scared. I'd love to be able to scuba dive, but the idea of it scares me. I feel like I'd panic. Skydiving, I would have loved 10 years ago, but I got this new fear of flying. That I'm beating. I've got on a plane for the first time again this last no, last year, just in November. But I'd love to skydive, yeah. I think, yeah, I'll do that because it's a goal for myself to get back on a plane and then jump out of it. It's like the ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate way to beat the fear. You've always <laughs> got the option. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like that moment I, I can imagine before you go on stage, mm-hmm. you kind of throw yourself mm-hmm. out and there's no turning back. Yeah. Yeah. It can be quite scary, can't it? Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Because me and, me and Tim both have like, we've both developed as we've got older, like quite a bit of bad anxiety. Not, not around gig, just in general. <laughs> like a lot of like health anxiety, haven't we? And we both like independently in our own ways, just like we like kind of bonded over it a lot and we're mm. over the last yeah, few years. Yeah. We're like yeah. kind of getting better now, but that's been... <laughs> pretty scary before some gigs like, i remember before like our first album launch was it yeah and like yeah, yeah. it's just like it wasn't anything the gig's probably a factor as to why it's happening but you know you're just standing there and, and you, i got so paranoid that like something's wrong with me like i need a hospital kind of thing and you don't want to mix that in with doing a massively important gig <laughs> but yeah we went through we went for a couple of years there both of us mm. where it was like becoming a little bit of an issue like we managed to always get through everything but it's just not pleasant it's not pleasant at all mm. that's what a lot of the um a lot of the songs are actually about that, I think, like a lot of the Batman kind of experiences. In June. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it's about, like the last one we just played, I made that song about um, a big panic, the first panic attack I ever had, because it threw me, I never, I didn't know what it was, and I, I thought I was having like um, like a big crisis, like I needed to go to, I thought I was having a stroke or something like that, or a heart attack. Um, and the, the longer it's gone on, the easier it's got to identify, but it's such a hard thing to do. But I was in London, I was going to watch Kings of Leon and Pixies at Hyde Park at the British Summertime Festival. And I was really excited to see Pixies because I'd never seen them. And um, yeah, it was just, I just got into Victoria and it was just busy, like summer's day. And my vision started going weird. And I met my friends and it's like, they have no idea what's happening. I had no idea what's happening. They didn't seem too fussed. And the world was all kind of going around me. And my vision became really affected. And I felt like I was like, it was all swimmy. And I was, the more, I'm, the more I've learned about it, what basically was happening is I'm having a huge reaction. And I'm really constantly releasing more adrenaline. And it's like a catch-22, just looping around. And it lasted for about, I was in it for about two weeks, that kind of state. I couldn't, every time I got up, I was dizzy. And I stood at the festival and I was just like, it was like the worst two weeks of my life. <laughs> but um, I made that song about that experience, about um, what, what I perceived was happening to me. And I found it really helpful to put that into music because I figured if I'm ever going on stage and that kind of thing's happening to me, to have music like this, mm. it's a good way to combat those feelings and direct all that nervous energy somewhere and it's really helped 
to do that. I think uh, it's been an important thing for me. I think it's similar for you, right? Yeah, yeah, just yeah, for sure. Drum yeah. to that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's quite liberating. Well, that's really helpful for everyone to share that, to share your experience. It's not something you should feel you don't, you can't talk about. Mm. And I mm-hmm. think that probably makes it worse when you you feel there's no one's going to listen. They're not going to believe you. They're going to think I'm mad or something. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is nice to it is nice to hear people talk about it. It's um because it's it's very debilitating. It's been I I've, I've been struggling with like I think both of us similar amount of time, right? On and off from like quite young but it really kicked in when i was about 25 and i'm like 32 now so it's been like a good six or seven years of it and it's it's been really bad at times like um getting in the way of life a lot like i look back on it now and i actually kind of seem i'm a bit confused by how it was that bad like there was times when i couldn't even like going to oxford i couldn't i felt like i was getting a bit agoraphobic i couldn't really leave the house because i was becoming scared of everything and i'm in a different place now like that's why getting on a plane for me was like big deal in november because that's the worst place i can put myself if i if i want to be in a situation where i can't leave <laughs> and i can't turn back that's the one i'm in the sky and i'm on there for a certain amount of time and there's no way out and that's induces a lot of panic yeah. in me but yeah it's um it's really good to and i think music's a big part of that recovery kind of process as well um but yeah no i, I do i agree I, I think it's good to talk about these things because when you're going through it you can feel a bit like nobody understand it and it's been really helpful to me just to read things on forums or i've got like self-help books and when you hear people talking about it and saying the same symptoms as you and they can call out your meant your uh thought processes and where you spiral out of control then that gives you the trust that what you are experiencing is anxiety and then i think that's half the battle trusting that it's anxiety and you're not having a heart attack or a stroke or you've got a cancer or something like that that's the that's the battle, I think, and that's, yeah, most of the recovery process is just trusting that, trusting that's what's wrong with you and not something else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so, so really uh, gracious and kind of you to share those personal thoughts, and I appreciate it so much, and also by putting that into the music, it helps the listener too. I use music as a remedy all the time, and some days I come into the shed and I work from here and I feel a little bit down or a little bit anxious about something and you you, do, you can't really figure out what it is. You mm. just think like, why am I feeling this kind of weird sensation in my chest? Mm-hmm. It's kind of strange. And then I'll put music on, but it's like, it's almost like when you want to exercise and you think, I, I can't do it, I can't do it. And you, you just hold back for some reason and then when you finally do it, you realize you crossed that threshold You've put that record on and then you just start to feel better. Mm-hmm. And then hearing your honesty and, you know, intuition and all of that in your songs helps the listener too. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't directly know what's going on, mm-hmm. there's something special in there that helps you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like to think it's, I think if the, like any artist, I think you always know when there's something in it. Even if you don't know what it is, you can just feel it. You can feel it means something to the creator. And it, I, th- I like to think that that does come through when someone has something to say like that. I've always found that. When I, that's when I got into Nirvana when I was young. I knew that guy had something to say, you know, and just yeah. felt like you don't quite know what it is, but you know there's something in there. Yeah. And it's just all the time. Like even I'll be honest, even when I got in here earlier, there's a, there was a moment when we were starting and you running through what we're going to do. It's like having a demon in your brain that starts to go, what if I, what if I panic? And then I have to kind of get my brain back on track. And I would say, like, it was getting stuck into the music that sorted me out. Yeah, yeah. But there was a yeah. moment when I was kind of feeling like, 
I mean, that's so normal. It's like something I've had to learn to live with to like not go off on these journeys in my mind <laughs> and like worst case scenarios, you know. I was there too, sitting there. And like <laughs> when I'm talking, I'm thinking, are those words, am I really making any yeah. sense? Or there's just words flowing out of <laughs> yeah. my mouth. What's going on? Are they listening? Yeah, mm-hmm. you get you get the same feeling. Mm-hmm. But when I did a bungee jump a few years ago, that heights are really scary for me. And it's it's that point where you cross over that threshold and mm. you just you just do it. But it's interesting you saying you're you're scared of flying and you feel trapped in the air. But if you skydive, they just open the door yeah. and you jump out. Yeah, exactly, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, as long as your chute opens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tim's the ter- voice in my head. Yeah, yeah, terribly worried. <laughs> <laughs> it will. Or you got a secondary one in case the main That's one doesn't actually, open. Yeah. yeah, and you wouldn't go alone. Your first jump. Oh yeah, you'd yeah probably be with yeah. someone. Yeah. Yeah, I did do a bungee. I did a bridge swing in Nepal years ago when I was like 23. And that you think I thought I had it in the bag. Then the minute you get to that, the minute they're counting down, jelly legs. Did it, but it's, it's a hell of an experience. Yeah. And they're jumping out, jumping off something high. <laughs> I think the bungee jump is worse. No, actually, yeah, because you actually have to make the decision to jump yourself. Whereas the skydive, they just chuck you out of the yeah, plane. I guess so, you know, yeah. actually, you have to make that step. But with yeah. the, the skydiving, you can open choice. the door and they just the instructor you're you're on him so like yeah <laughs> he jumps out you're not making that conscious decision yeah they <laughs> said to me on the bungee jump it was at blow crunch bungee in the western cape they reckon it's the highest bridge jump in the world i don't know how they work out these categories because i think they say the highest ones in new zealand but anyway yeah it was high and they said, we won't push you, but I'm sure they gave me a little nudge. Yeah, I think they, I think they do, don't they? Yeah, they do. A cheeky nudge. <laughs> this, this has been such a wonderful evening, and I'm so glad we've been sharing these conversations and the music, and it's been one that I'll always remember and cherish. So thank you so thank much. Thank you. It's, yeah. been, it's been really fun. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we've really enjoyed it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. good. It's been great. Good and thank you for the records. I'm so chuffed. I'm so chuffed. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen tomorrow at work. <laughs> I, I've decided not to go into the office because I don't have a record player in there. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stay in here and listen because I work better when I listen to the records. Yeah. So yeah, thank you very much. I'm, I'm so welcome. so grateful and thank you, Ian, for doing the audio. Yeah, thanks, Ian. Thank you. And Andy for yeah. the photography and the thank videos. You, it's, it's just lovely to have you all in the room and. Good. It's a great setting. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you like it. Well, in, I'm going to enjoy the final song. Thank you. I watch my dreams drown I watch the time roll slow You see we're all for sure I learn we're all for Inside the cracks and holes I watched it form, it grow 
Try to make it stop, but I got thrown off from the That's a beautiful song. I love it so Thank much. You. And an aeroplane. I know, that was quite cool, end. wasn't it? I that's thought it was really your symbol cool. at first. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's quite cool. It's really special. I've got, there's a number of my friends who asked if they could come tonight. I said, no, there's not enough space. But <laughs> they were like, please, please, can we come and watch? That's so they're going to listen, hopefully, on the podcast episode. Cool. And see Ian's amazing photo uh, Andy's amazing photos <laughs> he's he's looked at me funny because <laughs> there's another photographer called Ian and then here the the wonderful audio from Ian that's confusing <laughs> so there's two yeah, I won't go into it but Tiger Mendoza <laughs> but, but cheers guys thank you so thank much you thank much. you it's been really good L- love to your band and all the best with your new album and can't wait. I can't wait Thank to you. hear it. It sounds so exciting. And good news. Brilliant. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks again. Thank you. We're winding back the time clock. We'll open up the strong box. What's in your shed? What's in your shed? Pictures and treasures and the books that we read. What's in your shed? What's in your shit?